0: Hello, and welcome to Between Two Cairns. I'm Yochai. Hi, I'm Brad. And today, we're going to review The Bloodship Returns. But first, how you feeling there, Brad? Hey,
1: hello, hi. You know, we're all doing the best we can, aren't we? Well, considering I just
0: muted myself to cough, yes. Yeah, we missed <laughs> last
1: week because we were sick, and uh, we, I guess we kind of still are sick.
0: Yeah, how did we give each other what is conceivably the same illness? I know. Without being in the same room, that's what the I want. Thousands know. of
1: miles apart. Kind of, I think, yeah. you know what? I got I to gotta say, kind of cute the way you, you went out and you found the same virus I had so that I wouldn't feel alone. You know, I appreciate that, buddy. Thanks for that. I think kind of a, a uh-huh. cute gesture, if I may.
0: I was kind of irrationally mad at you <laughs> <laughs> because you got sick first yeah and I, and I and I was thinking to myself wow it's been a while since I've been sick and yeah. then and then you said how bad it was for you because of the asthma and everything oh, and, yeah, then, wheezing, and then buddy. I I remember I got sick and for some reason I w- I was thinking bra <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just, that's cool yeah, I don't I was know, know why. through the wires man he, you know who else got sick after me is the my friend Bobby Mckelver who made the music for this show he has the same thing Bobby. and he lives he lives in California so somehow
1: I- wow. We needed like someone in Florida that we got sick too, so we got like a perfect square of the U.S. Here, you know, not how that
0: works. That would be cool. Um, Well, Um, anyway, sorry
1: sorry to hear that, Bobby. Feel better. Um, Sorry, listeners, that uh, we missed a week and that our voices are also kind of crappy sounding. Hey, you know what? At the end of the day, you gotta you gotta do the best you can. You know what I mean, right?
0: You gotta. Uh, Okay. What what can you do? It it was our first. Uh, in like 70-something episodes. It was the first one we've missed, and I I, I do good. feel a little bad about it. We'll make it up to you all. Um, on the other hand, maybe we won't. It'll be fine. Yeah. Do, does
1: anyone here owe anyone anything? I don't feel like that's true. I mean, we all owe each other something as human beings. Right? That's that's sweet. Okay. We owe you something as a human being, and I guess you owe us in return. We're really getting into it, I, I guess, into the, the deep stuff today.
0: All right. Let's uh, jump to a question from the mailbag.
1: That sounds...
0: Pretty good. Let's do it. Let's do it. <sighs> Here we go. This comes in from Fool on the Karen Discord in the Between Two Cairns channel, which, by the way, has become yeah. so active, I am considering making it its own server. It is a little out of control in there.
1: It is a little uh, out of it control. Is, it I, is
0: a lot of I also of
1: enjoy whenever Fool posts, because it takes me a minute to realize that the name of the person posting is Fool, and not someone starting their sentence with, Fool! Comma and then saying whatever they want, like like just berating me, which I think is like a really (laughs) confident opener.
0: I yeah, Um, I I like when people start the sentence with fool. It's fool. It says a lot. Yeah, it says a lot about their situation. Uh, Yeah, that's cool. This this does come from fool on the Discord server. We are used to hearing the virtues of the non-linear dungeon extolled. I had to Google that word, by the way. Do you think the linear dungeon? No, extolled. Go on then. Okay. Do you think the linear dungeon has utility? If so, where? What is the situation where you would prefer a linear dungeon? Now, this is probably referring to our um, gentleman's disagreement with respect to Ragged Hollow. Okay. If you remember, the design of the temple there is very nonlinear mansion-like. Uh, and so on. It's very realistic, for yeah. in my opinion. But but we had this whole conversation about you know um, hubs and spokes and such like. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Or spurs. What did you call them again? Yeah, I call them hubs and spurs. Spurs, right? Yeah. And um, I, I'm guessing that's what that comes from. Uh, Could what be. do you think? Are is there a situation, Brad, where you feel like a nonlinear approach to? Encounter design in a scenario that has rooms. (laughs) I'm trying to use a word other than dungeon. Uh, Do you think there's a a, a virtue in linear linear dungeon design? I think in our kind of
1: circle of uh, RPG conversation, non-linearity gets uh, extolled quite a bit. And I think with good reason, I think, um, you know, dungeons are more fun where players can um, can explore can find non-prescribed paths for things, can, um, you know, a, a digital dungeon where little bits form the whole rather than a, a straight line that you trace along until it's a, a picture. I think in general, a non-linearity is something to strive for, and I think that is conducive to fun in RPGs. Um, yeah, does the linear dungeon have utility? Sure, I think so. Uh You know, I think a room layout being linear doesn't always necessarily mean the module is linear or the adventure or the content therein is linear um i think you could have a straight line dungeon a train if you will wherein rooms are constantly being recontextualized you know you find something in one room that shows another room in a new light you know and and the rooms the adventure can expand in this way like linearity is one aspect of it you know like the way the rooms are laid out but like the adventure doesn't have to be because um the 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 happenings evolve in a non-linear way um so i don't know i think like yeah you can have a non a, a, you can have a linear layout as long as you have the idea in mind that there is
0: non-linearity somewhere right um, it's it's uh be as linear as you like just don't make it a yeah. ra- a railroad you right. Know, you, you can still provide choices and you do that through the contents of the encounters, yes. you know. A, a, a dungeon might have a very straightforward path from A to Z, but wow, you if you put the first thing they encounter um, as, uh, someone that they can interact with instead of somebody they yes. can fight, that will change everything that happens after that. You know, I, I, right. I feel like it, it's, it can't, obviously creating player choice is the end all and be all in the OSR, but I, I think you can provide choices in more than one way. You can provide it through the uh, physical environment. You can provide it through the. NPCs and monsters that the player characters encounter and you can provide it through uh, puzzles and traps and all sorts of things. You, it doesn't have to be a hallway or a room or a, a pit to make the dungeon non-linear. Yeah. Like, you know.
1: I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, also, you know, I think you can look at things on like a micro and a macro level too. I think you can have a campaign where players have a lot of, you know, player agency. Maybe a sandbox. They're just exploring. They're controlling where they're going, where they're focusing their spotlight. I don't see anything wrong with like zooming in on like a little linear dungeon. You know, if they find like, I don't know, a, a, a monster lair or something, even bust out the five room dungeon. I think that gets trashed a lot. I, and it's like a, a kind of a 5e ism. Unfairly about.
0: trashed in my opinion, because if you use it for a one page dungeon, you're going to have a good time.
1: That's true. It's a nice, a five, like if you look up the five, the five room dungeon, it's like, You know, there's like a puzzle, there's a a challenge, there's an RPG opportunity, there's like a final boss kind of, you know, it's like this very prescribed structure. But like, it's a nice variety of beats, you know what I mean? It like breaks up the action, you have a different, you know, different ways for different kinds of play styles to be highlighted. I don't see anything wrong with throwing that in as long as that's not all that your game is. If it's a series of just, hey, you are on this railroad today. That's not as fun. But, you know, if players are like, hey, let's check out the troll cave down here. We know there's trolls. You know, you throw in that five five room dungeon there. Fine. That's that's a good time. I don't think you need to throw the baby out with the bathwater for the sake of, you know, uh, king non-linearity here.
0: I um, also think that there is just as much... Of an ability to railroad with a nonlinear dungeon, if you're using like a quantum ogre's philosophy, you know, if you're yeah, very much. It, 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 I you could I can give you all this illusion of choice, but if the end result is always the same, that's a railroad, you know. It, yeah. So it's not it's not like nonlinear yeah. is the end all and You be should
1: all. probably explain a quantum ogre. Sure.
0: Um. Basically, imagine that the characters have what appear to be three different choices, but you as the game master provide the same result no matter which path they take no matter which option they choose that's a quantum ogre. it's no matter what you do there's an ogre in a cave at the end of this choice um, yeah and that's that's not a good way to, to to do things that is a very common approach i've seen in the fifth edition world i'm not saying that's how they all do it but right. I, i've seen i've seen some big name "Quote unquote dungeon masters that completely advocate for this approach uh, in yeah. all but name, and I yes. obviously that's not what we do in the OSR, and and I'm I'm very happy that um you know we really try to emphasize player agency by making their choices actually matter, uh, uh-huh. uh, and I think nonlinear dungeons help with that, and I'm not against them. I also sometimes like the verisimilitude you get from unexpected." Structure, you know, like I like hotels look a certain way, right? You know, a a tavern looks a certain way. You can (laughs) you you can surprise people if you like, but if I go to a tavern that has uh, one floor full of rooms and one floor for the like you know pub area or whatever, and you're telling me that the the, all the guest rooms are connected to each other to create nonlinear design, that doesn't make any sense, you know. So so uh-huh. it's not – again, you just have to go with what makes sense in the fiction and what makes sense uh, to the players as their uh, characters are encountering these things. Like the players yeah. should be able to recognize what something is. That's right. why I was so defensive of the Temple in Ragged Hollow. It just looks like what those places look like. I'm not saying yeah. it needs to be that way, but I uh-huh. don't mind a simple approach. I also sometimes think that there is this obsession in the OSR – with the way things were done. Um, You know, so, oh, well, talk about Jaquay's last time. Was it last time? My goodness. Uh, When we talked about Caverns of Thracia, there was this, um, you know, we talked a lot about the virtues of the nonlinear design. I I always wonder why people don't use that massive scar in the middle of the map more often. Right, right? yeah. I love that big-ass scar that, like, you know allows you to drop three levels down vertically vertically but also like it just looks so cool i wish i could see more of that and mm-hmm. um, i just like doing interesting things on maps unexpected things right and if if, if that's nonlinear, okay but i, I uh, it might be a little right um outside the scope of that term
1: yeah in conclusion nothing nothing matters who cares do whatever you want i don't care you know what are, what are we doing here you know, it doesn't matter. Are we having fun? I don't care. Do whatever you mm. want. That's my answer, you know? Mm. Okay. Okay. This you what know, you, say
0: your, did you say this to your child, by the way?
1: All the, all day long. I just sit around <laughs> just uh, sighing and rolling my head around. Who cares? Nothing matters. That's
0: my my, uh, my child asked me the other day. Yeah. Yeah. If he, so he's six. He asked, um, if I wasn't in uh Ima's tummy Ima's my my wife if i if uh, i if i had not been in her tummy would i still be inside of you <laughs> and oh, wow and and i and i thought about it cuz first off <laughs> there's some some pretty good logic there's some good logic there i mean he does believe that um people shake hands to transmit the child from one parent to the other or something oh my but, goodness yeah. yeah he does he said that more than once to me um but I do wonder, would he still like? How long do those little guys live in there? It it was a really interesting question, so I didn't know how to answer. I'm just saying, uh, kids are kids are deep, you know. Kids are deep. He's really thinking about kids are deep. He's thinking about where he was. (laughs) Here's here's some
1: here's some deep stuff for my kid. Right, I was tucking him into bed. He was like, "Hey, Dad, can I get some of that comfy stuff?" And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he points at his blanket. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> you can have some of that comfy stuff.
0: That's, that's, Talk to that's him very, in. It's very cute. It's very Kids, cute. Kids, they, they
1: say the darndest things, right? Am I right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Maybe we should pivot to, uh, to a, a new format. A,
0: a parenting. Parenting. Oh, uh-huh. okay. I do often see posts yeah. on either Reddit or elsewhere where yeah. it's, a new, it's a new parent asking how long it takes for them to, c- to come back into gaming. You know, like there, there's that period where you're a new parent and you just finally, you understand, like your life is over, you know, you'll get, (laughs) you'll get back. But it's, you used to think you were bored. You know, nothing of boredom. Yeah. How long did, how long until after you had a kid, did you start gaming? It's, you know, it's a little messed up. Okay. I ran audio only discord games of one shot world while my child was sleeping in my arms. I'm not kidding. And like, Yeah. uh, yeah, I was like. No way am I letting this. It took me a while to um yeah. let's say realize the changes that were made like maybe like 6 to 8 months and then I realized yeah. oh I can't do 3 games a week anymore, you know. I yeah, Right. Yeah. Anyhow, how about you?
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I thought it would take longer. It was probably maybe like 2 weeks and I was ready to start playing. <laughs> um, but you know, it was like we're playing on Discord, you know, I wasn't I wasn't going. It was like
0: Right. you know march oh.
1: 2020 also now so like the world is oh, ending right. and right suddenly yeah i had a yeah. child and all my hair right. turned white but um
0: yeah mine, so, mine was in 2017 and the future yeah. so actually it didn't look bright because it was the first year of the trump era but it was yeah. brighter and brighter <laughs> um all right yeah. okay so let's move on um thanks for the question fool see now i yeah. sound like i'm Fool. Thanks for the Thanks question. Thanks for the question, sounds- fool. Yeah.
1: It just okay, has it's such uh, like an air of confidence about it. Like Eve saying it or yeah, it's fool saying something.
0: It's great. Yeah, it's good. It's great. Um all right. Fool. Let's re- let's review the bloodship returns. Uh this is the second time we have re- reviewed a module by this author.
1: Yeah, and the second
0: the second bloodship we've reviewed. <laughs> so yeah, so this is written by Dirk Detweiler, lechte or Lecty, I can't remember what it was, but sorry Dirk. Um this was written and laid out and developed and illustrated and the maps were made. He did everything himself as usual. Yeah. Even even the system is his own system. So this is all Dirk Lecty and um he was best known God, what do you think his best known module is at this point? He's done a lot um, of stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, as a visual artist, he's done a lot of stuff. Um, Silent Titans, right? He did Silent Titans. He did the art for Silent Titans. The art yeah. for Silent yeah. Titans. Yeah, Patrick yeah. Stewart wrote it. Right. Um, trying to think like other higher profile stuff where I was like first Dirk came into my
0: my uh, my my world here. Yeah, and he's he's an illustrator. He's also a designer um, in. Uh it I think he oh yeah, he did um Dancing with Bullets under the Neon Sun, right? Under A Neon Sun, or he maybe he just did an illustration. That's kind of a an odd one um uh-huh. that he was involved in. But anyhow, he's he's completely unique in the world of RPGs. The kind of art he does yeah. is totally different than anything else you might see out there.
1: Yeah, he's like a true like RPG auteur, you know, like you get a totally unique um experience in a dirt joint. Um very distinct visual you know, uh look and feel, kinda always pushing the pushing the boundaries as far as what is in this this book. I think we saw that with um Super Blood Harvest, the first in this series. Right, which we did review. We did. And, you know, it's three three modules to form a hardcover book and everyone is 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 pushing the envelope, is tweaking the formula. This is um, you know, uh yeah, I think Dirk is kind of a, a wanderer and explorer as far as like rules and content
0: goes it's you're never getting the same thing twice um yeah dirk dirk has been around for a while does a lot of great work um uh as brad mentioned this is not the first module of his we've reviewed uh in fact this is the sequel to um why did i just forget the name uh super blood harvest so thank you so this is the sequel to super blood harvest and um Boy, uh, let's just say he has doubled down on the system that he sort of designed for uh-huh. Super Super Blood Harvest, and on um, the no maps, just whatever these are, <laughs> you know. No, no-
1: it's kind of like oops, all maps though. Oops.
0: In a way. <laughs> I'm gonna disagree with that, but um, let's okay. talk a little bit about. It. So this is published by Swordfish Islands, uh-huh. uh, which does a lot of stuff, but um, this. They were the uh, fulfiller on this, and you can see it's a Swordfish Islands joint. It's beautiful, as is almost everything they make. Hundred and six yeah, pages, a, hardback. We both have the hardcover, right? Yeah, I got it, it from the Kickstarter.
1: Man, it, gorgeous book! It's gorgeous. It's
0: yeah, and it's not. It's I, is it slimmer than Super Blood Harvest?
1: I think so. It's about a hundred pages.
0: Yeah, I think it. It's um, it, 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 letter it's letter size hardcover. It's definitely yeah, more refined in almost every way i want to talk a little bit about the system we, we you know we try to mention the system stuff is designed for yeah because i an attached system here yeah this is a, a into the odd-esque but yeah. it, it, it is not compatible with into the odd on any level um doesn't mean you can't <laughs> play into the odd with it it's just n- n- all the assumptions that go into, into the odd are thrown out here um it is a, i'm not by the way this is not a criticism I actually really like what he's done here. I think it's a vast improvement on the into the odd hack that he used for um, super blood harvest, yeah. which I, if you Dirk recall, rules. I, yeah. well, even Dirk Rules. This was like modified mm-hmm. from Dirk Rules for super blood harvest. Yeah. Um, this is much more refined. He's much more confident. Uh, it, 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 you know, it has the classic into the odd stats. There's the three stats, and you know, combat is auto hit and all that stuff. But wow. did he go hard on you can lose any kind of ability you know there's uh, ability damage is built into it and ability healing is built into it so you you can lose like five will in a fight and then it recovers the next day um there's critical hits and critical misses there's tactics which is presented as a kind of video game options screen where you can turn on certain tactics so i'll give you an example um expose roll decks Target must roll will or lose their armor until their next turn, you know stuff like that. And there's there's a yeah. lot of the and it is succinct. It's much more succinct than the previous Dirk rules, which I found to be, um, well, I should say the 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 rules for Super Blood Harvest. I found to be inconsistent and ill tested. They did it didn't seem like a lot of testing had gone in. It just didn't mm-hmm. make sense to me as an into the odd designer myself. It didn't really. Yeah. It did not work for me. This is so much better. I, I could even see myself running it, which is saying something, um, yeah, since I'm cool. such a stupid purist. But I really, really like the system he has designed here. I think it's a, a uh-huh. vast improvement to the previous one. Um, only a couple pages long, but um, beautifully presented in this sort of a, a video game-like screen. Like yeah, um yes. it, it really looks like you're playing a video game, you know, turning yes. options on and off, like selecting. And he, he started doing that a bit in super blood harvest, but nothing like it is here. It's well, it's, I want
1: to, I want to talk about that because super blood harvest presentation wise was very video gamey. There was like game over screens. There was like player select there's option screens. Um This continues that theme. And I think here, function is now starting to much more resemble form I Exactly. Think the original exactly. um super blood harvest it looked like a video game it didn't play anything like a video game this play it, it plays like a video game like everything about this is um w- you know which we'll get i think we'll get into more but yeah really interesting how like just the experience of playing this somehow became much more video game like with this iteration of super blood harvest
0: yeah. I, I 100% agree, I think, of the two. So I'm going to give you my opinions about this module later. But I, uh, I, I really do want to say that I'm very happy that, I don't know if he heard criticism, but I think he really took time to make the system make sense and, as you say, match form to function. Um, uh-huh. before, before we go into, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of the, characters you can choose to be in this and by the way yeah. that's a thing i really love i've seen that in um silent titans and also in yeah super blood harvest well, is yeah like choose a character i actually really like that and i wish people would do that more that's cool it, it's a cool thing before we do that though do you want to give us the overview sure
1: yeah so um so yeah this is kind of a sequel to super blood harvest super blood harvest again is three different modules combined into one book each of them are kind of unrelated. Um, it's first one is you are in a vampire's spaceship. You've been kidnapped and you're just trying to escape. Second one, you are crashed, I think, on the moon. I want to say, on um, there's like vampire fortresses you're kind of infiltrating. And then the third one is I think it's on Mars and there's like a revolution between vampires and. AI and it's this kind of larger hex crawl kind of like campaign. Each one the action kind of zooms out more um, where you go from the very micro like navigate the ship in one, two, three. It's this kind of navigating a world. Um, So this is the fourth installment of Super Blood Harvest and in a way it's kind of I think I think it actually started as a remake of the first one but we go back to the blood ships and this one you are kidnapped by um a giant vampire spaceship the spaceship is full of blood <laughs> like miles long um you know blood storage for vampires to feed themselves as they fly through space um you there as uh, as you mentioned Yochai, there are four kind of they're, they're pre-generated characters um to choose from and this one they're much more defined narratively than the others In the older one it was kind of like you're an acrobat or something like that this one is like no you are the you know martian princess and here's why you're here sword princess um,
0: sword princess thank you Heir to all the rocket kingdoms there you go yeah
1: um so yeah the the game here i guess is navigation and escape from the vampire spaceship so um Content-wise, it's not the same game as the first Super Blood Harvest. I mean, everything's totally different. Um, but same kind of themes and same kind of goals and setting is, uh, is there you go. You're 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 navigating and you're escape, escaping. Notably, this is for one to five players, which I think is very telling. Uh and there's a lot of innovation, I think, in the way this is presented. But before we get into that, you wanted to talk more about these. Pre-gen characters. Let's let's hear about that. What do you have to say about them?
0: I think when people do this sort of thing where they say, "Here's who you're playing," I think a lot of folks in the OSR kind of recoil from that. Uh, and I and I, I sort of felt the same way until I played uh, Lady Blackbird by John Harper, which I've mentioned before. Uh-huh. And in, in that, it's a story game where you play specific characters on this, you know, air blimp kind of steampunk ship thing and and i that really turned me around on it where i understood like you can do whatever you want it's it's just a prescribed version of what you normally would randomly roll but it's a little more tight tied into the fiction i think there's a total place for it and you know in this case they don't give you names your sword princess or rogue replicant or haunted armor which by the way is my favorite um, Haunted armor, sweet, and then the star line. Star line is just it, like which is you know, most esoteric. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's like whatever. Like okay, um but like I some really kind of like, living
1: constellation or something like that. It's it's pretty
0: interesting. So these are essentially cl- like extremely stripped down classes, almost like Troika level, but even more minimalist. Yeah, and I, I I like it. I just think it's, it's cool. cool to know what yeah. you're getting in on, and I, I think you could have a great time with it. You don't have to do it. Um, they are yeah. really hard coded though. You know, they each have abilities that change the rules in some dramatic fashion. And yeah, um, th- th- you know, they are, um, very distinct. I, I, I love I- when, uh, modules do this. Uh, I do when, too. You yeah. know, he- here are four backgrounds. I think it's great. I yeah. wish I had thought of doing that for my own stuff.
1: I think it's great too. I think it's a really great way to, and here they're all, there's optional rules. It says that you can make your own characters if you want, you know, but, um, I love that there's these four, Characters, I think it's a really interesting way to tie tie players into the narrative really quickly because there is flavor like injected into these characters. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. I um, I play role playing games with my wife sometimes, and um, we recently ran uh, I ran um, Pilgrims of Misfortune by Nate Tremay Highland Paranormal Society. And that has like a bolted on, you know, system and character creation thing. And I was just like, no, nah, we're just rolling these weird characters. And she ended up with some like weird, like pig snouted little freak. <laughs> and after we played, she was like, she was like, you know, I normally like making my own character to be like whatever I want because I like like you know living in this character that I imagined. But she said it felt so freeing to just be assigned this little pig-nosed weirdo. And she didn't, like, care as much about its fate. And she just had fun, like, in- inhabiting this, like, little weirdo within the world. And I thought that was, like, really interesting and insightful. I was like, yeah, it's cool. Like, for certain play styles, just take the little freak you're dealt and, like, see how it fits in the world. I think there's a lot of fertile ground for creativity there to explore those connections. So I like that as well. And, yeah, and make in the fact, pre-gens.
0: that's a nice little yeah. dovetail. There are, in fact, pig people Pig snout people, are whatever in this, aren't there?
1: Yeah, like yes, pig, there are. <laughs> just like pig people here. Yeah,
0: yeah. All um, right, so so you've gone over the basics. Um, yeah. So let's, let's talk, talk about, about what do you think? Well, what let's think? hold on. Before that, let's just talk okay. about the art. Thank you. Yeah, um, that's the that's, yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about the art without giving your opinion of the whole thing because it. I'm not saying it's all art, okay? Uh-huh. It's not, but it the art is as much a part of the module as the text uh you know yeah. in, in other modules it's like forty, sixty, or twenty, eighty, or fifty, fifty. this is yeah. like they're enmeshed they're one in the same you can't you know yes uh, it's so,
1: heavy on art heavy on design this
0: is such yes. like a work of I mean, design here just just page 16 and 17 the bloodbath uh-huh. where it talks a little bit about the kind of um terrain you're going to encounter in the first section it is you know gigantic bright bulbous Pigs with yeah. m- human-like teeth, holding massive uh, bars of metal in their teeth, as they swim in pools of vermilion blood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's it's I don't. It's like if you took Luca Reitz's text and you made it alive, but somehow it wasn't Luca Reitz. Like it, it's so bombastic it's so yeah. alive and you're yes. either going to absolutely hate it or you're gonna like it <laughs> i can't there's no middle ground on uh, Dirk's yeah. art it's it is it's, yeah it's so i think it's
1: really refreshing it's just just splashes of color this is such a screaming book as far as like color pinks and yellows and oranges and blues everywhere like the art is it's so strange because it's very, like, mathematical. Like, it's all on these grids. Um, Or else it's, like, these funny little, like, like, vertices. You know, it's, like, these weird little lines. Like, I feel like you could make equations to, like, graph this art somehow. You know? But, yeah, at the same time, it is very, like, expressive. It's really, really, really interesting. Like, I can tell... Dirk is like a very mathematical, mathematical minded person, but also like living very firmly in like artist brain, um, and it's awesome. Uh, and I yeah, love like it, you can see the scan of the graph the paper. It was oh,
0: you can <laughs> yeah. see the like it's brand Alvin paper, of, yes. eleven by seventeen yeah, inches. Like that got again. scanned. I love that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, that's a that's a decision, right? Um, yeah, it's fantastic. It's uh, so great. Uh, yeah, I again. Yes, I agree. It is unlike anything else you'll ever see. It is, yeah. It is as unique as Dirk's. I think um, writing and systems design. Yeah. Um, it's a. It, this, is, this is Dirk on paper, you know. And yeah, yeah. And that has to work for you, or this ain't gonna work. Um, but let's get into it. Um, okay, I I want to go first. Okay, go ahead. Okay, what? How can a book that is all maps not have any? like <laughs> larger map that relates the things to <laughs> each other. I, I, let's where, talk about that where, before you we get yeah, into okay. it. Because that's where, that's a big thing okay. about this. Where so let's let's just talk about the maps. Where are each of these sections in relation to one another? And, and hold on. Yeah. Where are all the rooms in relation to the other rooms that they're not connected to directly? You know, like, yeah. like, like each room has between one and five exits and those exits tell you where they go in the most uh-huh. computer fashion ever you know it says like um <laughs> yeah. exit c to 26a okay yeah. what okay um yeah and and then you have to go look up 26 and then you look at a and you're you think oh okay that makes sense but you know what also makes sense a uh, isometric or top-down <laughs> view of a map is without Uh, labels just showing connections between things you know i right so the format
1: here to back up a step is basically like a, a series of one page dungeons each page is a one room in this dungeon and each page you see the exits and there's a label on which room these exits go to um it's also a very literal map like with there's there's like squares and those squares represent five feet depending what color they are is a different type of terrain some of them might be hard to climb or might be dangerous but it is very like it is an exact depiction of the map this is not abstracted at all but you never yeah like you said you never get a like a world map you never see Like a zoomed out version of how all the rooms connect into a larger whole. It's all just these micro room per page and then labels to where to flip to see the next room that connects.
0: And also inside the rooms themselves, it's not clear what what size or distance things are from one another. Like, yeah, you mentioned that there's a grid, although I think it's more artistic than it is um, actually like relevant to. You know, forty feet in a each each square is not five feet, right? Each square, the squares. I think it I, is. I, I this is I. I remember text I, somewhere that it was like, <laughs> this is like a literal map. I I mean that that may be the case, but there are things though size. So no, is no. There are too many liberties taken. You'll have a, okay. <laughs> I actually this is deep dive stuff, but there's something I, I'm going to bring this up without. So on page 32 yeah. there is this um uh, in the center of the room is a comms console and you're supposed to be able to get there and I do not understand how you get there. I I don't yeah. where is that? It's floating? Is it it can I jump up and is it above me? Can I throw a rope? Like I just don't know how. That could just be a failure on my part, but there no, were some hey. Go ahead.
1: I, th- I think when you're working with isometrics like this, that I mean, those questions of like height and stuff do come up, uh, and you I can answer, the answer them. Yeah, you can answer. Yeah.
0: horizontal lines that say 25 <laughs> feet, whatever.
1: <laughs> right. You can answer that. Okay. I found a passage here, page six. Reading the maps, the maps in this book describe very strange locations, but wherever possible, should be taken literally. Each section of the bloodship is preceded by a title page with details of its terrain. Although literal, the maps are not exhausted or exclusive. Questions may arise that the book doesn't address, and you are expected to embellish and extrapolate as logic or whimsy demand.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, that whimsy part. (laughs) Love a a whimsy clause. (laughs) What did you think about in the opening? There's this um, sort of example of play that uses a map, like an original map. How did that work for you? It's on page... Let me, uh, let me re- refresh my memory about yeah, that. Yeah, it is on... Hold on. I got a... F- interesting. I'm looking in the PDF here. Do I, why do I not see the example? It's a great example of play. Is it not in the PDF? I'm looking. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. So in my printed book... Yeah, it's on um, page eight. Wow. Yeah, it's not in the PDF. How strange. That's I see that too. Right. So on page eight, an example of play. And it's a completely uh-huh. unique room. And it's uh, beautifully illustrated, and it is a two pager describing um, uh, an encounter, and it's awesome. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. Well, I want to. I want to say what I think about
1: this. You haven't really done that. I, I don't think you fully. Have you fully expressed uh, your your feelings about no, this? No, I continue? haven't.
0: I haven't. <laughs> Do you want to continue, or can I can I say what I think? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're bad at this. Okay. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come okay. On. I think it's. Uh-huh. I think it's. Okay. Let me. Let me. Let 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 let, let, let me just say something. I think okay. the t- term art punk is total bullshit. Yeah. I do. I yeah, think though this is. Um. This is kind of what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no no that it's, way! No, no, no! Let me explain. No way! Okay. It's, it is, so the the pejorative term "art punk" uh-huh. is often thrown at Patrick Stewart work, and Dirk does do work with Patrick. So I, I right. you know, Silent Titans was called that, and it's a silly term, but it basically means all art and little substance, right? They say – and people often say that in very unfair terms, like about Morkborg, which is actually kind of a cool, simple system that they just don't like how it makes them feel or something. You know, it's kind of nonsense. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is because there is a lot to do in this adventure. I just think it's um, not interesting. I I don't find – I mean I literally did not write down a single encounter in my notes. I always write encounters. Always. Uh-huh. I always find an account, you know, wh- wh- this is how a little bit how I review. I get the printed book or I print it myself and then every night in the week up leading up to the review, I read the module and I have a little index card that I use as a bookmark and I write all my notes and then I transfer those notes into a uh, Google Doc. And right now every single one of my notes has to do with the maps. I have nothing, nothing about the blood-drinking mangroves or the um, sp- spidery vampire clone builder, whatever it's called. Right. I don't. I, I the compared to the adventures in Super Blood Harvest, which are in the same universe. Yeah. I found these to be pretty boring and uninteresting. And part of it is my inability to grasp what's going on on the map. Uh-huh. So if there's a cool thing that's supposed to happen, I had a really hard time grokking that because I didn't know where the hell anything was in relation to anything else. It just doesn't work for me. So hmm. to me, there is nothing for me here. I- I-, I I get it. Everything wants to kill you. Everything has some messed up, vampiric, blood-related, clone, sci-fi kind of nonsense built into it. I, I found it to be <clears throat> boring And hard to grasp. And that's my take on it. I'm not saying this as a criticism of the module. I think for the right person, this would be something that they love. For me, it is not very useful on a design level. And it's absolutely not useful on a content level. That's my take. So what what about the
1: encounters failed to engage you you think just like the lack of variety or like what about them like why do you think you weren't
0: resonating with the content of the encounters it just felt like a freaking slog of endless endless combat and things that want to kill you everything wants to kill you you know and they're cool you know what it reminded me of is um uh have you read dead boys dead girls dead things any of those this is a trilogy of books i mean this is 20 30 years old books they're yeah. I guess you could call them cyberpunk. There are there's stuff I can't, that happens in those books I can't say here. There's just some oof. Okay. but there are there are kind of vampires in them. This reminds me of that and not in a good way. It's like do I really need to know about like every single room is 70 things that will kill you. And not it's not interesting to me. It's not the only solution is combat. I, I just don't find it interesting. I, I'm sure there are a couple examples that go against that, but the majority of it to me was yet another thing that t- kills you in a terrible, terrible way.
1: I mean, I, I agree. There are a lot of like uh, overtly hostile creatures, like the man faced eels. I don't think there's much room for diplomacy. They're just kind of hungry monsters. Right. But like, you know, the hog Lords and stuff like that, even the vampires, you don't, I don't see them. Right. No,
0: you don't see those. You see those kind of like higher ups, after 15, mm-hmm. 20 levels for each. So, you know, this thing is divided into three uh, sections of the ship. Yeah. And the, but there's and, a lot of, there's a lot of like
1: intelligent creatures, which, yeah, I mean, like the hog people are monstrous, but, you know, there's room for diplomacy, reaction roles, like faction play.
0: There's the I, replicant I, farm. You there's, know, there's, I, it's and, not and just I, like everything's a jump. I cannot there. see people surviving this. I just, I, there's <laughs> so much relies on luck. Uh-huh. So, for instance, um you go to the head collector um uh-huh. uh you have to roll decks or get reprogrammed on a good luck roll or decapitated on a bad luck roll there are so <laughs> yeah. many scenarios like that another one um uh free play a sophisticated virtual reality chamber pumps hyper recreational experiences into the students minds with brutal efficiency accomplishing days of play in mere minutes the treatment restores any lost willpower one in 20 chance of brain death And it's just, like, endless. That's only 5%. Come on. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. Every, like... Every room has something like that. Yeah. Like, like uh-huh. um, 24.1 chip injector. 1d3 will damage. On one, the target must roll will or be possessed by a parasitic AI subject to the throne's command. There's no interactivity. It's so much of it relies on rolling dice again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, pick a random page. That's everything is like that. Like <sighs> the chance of, of just interacting. Now, mm-hmm. you could make the argument, well, we could somehow get around that interaction by doing something smart. Okay. Yeah. But are you providing those opportunities? Everything talks about good luck and bad luck all mm-hmm. the time. And I, I, I uh, yeah. I just, and I, to,
1: to explain, there is a mechanic here. Each character has a luck score and you're constantly, um, testing luck. It's kind of like a saving throw. Um, but you, you roll luck and there's usually results good or bad, depending on what you roll here. Um, so that's what that's about. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um okay, I hear you. I think some of the things you are hitting up against I think are one, part of the reason why I think this feels so innovative to me. And I think when I read this, this strikes me as one of the more like quietly innovative RPG products I've seen in a long long time. Um I think this thing does a lot of things really really interesting ways that really kind of throw out expectations for what an RPG is, or what an RPG uh, adventure module is, and how to engage with it. Um, I think this is approaching module design from a completely fresh perspective, which I just think is really, really interesting and kind of exciting. Um, this, to me, <laughs> doesn't strike me as like an RPG I would just open up and run traditionally. Um, th- like, when it says this is this can be a one-player game, it absolutely could be. You could totally run this solo, um, which is I think so fresh, like the one page dungeon format is you never get a big perspective of what's going on. You go room to room. Um, so this I think would be really fun to do like either solo or as a group, but with kind of like no DM or use a, like an Oracle to kind of determine some of the more DM duties, but you kind of run it collaboratively um, without like a dedicated GM because the way information is presented, it's all on every page none of the information is really gated off like all the information on the page players can see which again also feels really innovative to me too is when you have a book with this is something i think about a lot when you have an rpg book with amazing art <laughs> you want to share it right you want to show your players the art and sometimes especially when it comes to the maps you can't like how many times have you seen like a screaming skull fungus map and you want to show your players how cool it is, but that's going to ruin it because then they see all the rooms that they don't know are there or whatever this, like the maps are designed to be interacted with at the table. So this feels like a book you can just slap open and be like, Hey guys, let's run this together. We're going to, it's like, um, you know, this to me feels like a game. If enough people are missing in my group that we're like, Oh, maybe we should cancel this week. I might be like, yo, Let's try something new. And I might throw this out and be like, no, GM, let's run Super Blood Harvest, Bloodship Returns together, because I think it is almost designed to be run that way. Um, It sounds like what you're saying
0: mm -hmm. is that it's like a video game.
1: It's exactly. Yeah, it feels like a video game like you. You can see the consequences, right? You know, if Super Mario doesn't make this jump, he's going to fall in the pit here. You're seeing the pits. That's another interesting thing about the layout. Are about the uh, map design. What I think another thing about the maps are so interesting is all the terrain hazards, like the weird grids, you know, if you are to take them literally, as it says, it is hard just from, to get from one point of the map to another, you're going to be testing yourself. Like, <laughs> like guys, how are we jumping over this? Like one of us do a strength test and then we'll throw a rope or we'll burn some fuel and the living armor can use his rocket pack or something like that. Just the, the micro decisions of traversing a room from point A to point B. It doesn't seem like it's adventure because it's not written, but just like interacting with the art is adventurous. You have to look at it and figure out like, how do we get past these sticky mangroves? Like that's right. Although I
0: I would push back on that and say part of the problem for me is Uh it's not clear to me. I I understand what it says on page six, but it's not clear yeah. to me. Are, are there walls? You know, like, like I, when I'm looking at uh, the artillery room and there's this sort of floating platform, it, it, can they just jump down with like gravity boots to a lower platform or do they have to go through these um, other mm-hmm. paths? You know, and, and, and if you take them as they are, um, yeah, I would really struggle with that. I would really mm-hmm. struggle with the freedom of movement that you would have in if you took it as it is. I yeah, I I, I personally I think everything <clears throat> you're saying is true. I think yeah. I would absolutely hate it though.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I do agree. Some things could be a lot clearer. I do wish like scale was more defined because yeah, we don't really get a scale. Like is a is a square five feet? We don't really know, and that would be helpful to know. Um, another thing like. On the very first room, yeah, the tower steps, um, there is an encounter where you're surrounded by a school of man-faced eels. So, like, man-faced eels are individually statted. We don't know what a school means. Like, how many is that? Right? So, I wish, you know, um, if we're going to play in a way, which I think this kind of, like, tacitly suggests we do, which is, like, solo or GMless. I wish there were more things were more um, more defined, like 2d6 eels, instead of just me having to figure that out. You know what I mean?
0: There is a bestiary with man eels, and it does say um, that uh, when they bite you, um, 1d3 eels come out after an hour. So I think that kind of implies a school is three of them. You think a school
1: is th- three eels? Yeah, is that weird? I don't know. That's... That seems like a leap. I feel like um, I'm I'm not sold. But yeah, stuff like that. There's some things I just wish were a little bit more like give me a real number here so I can play RPG tabletop video game um, without having to make a judgment call, which might break my game. So that's
0: what you know? I, I agree that if you play this game in completely a different way than I like to play games. That yeah, this would be fun. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, it's a real struggle, especially when you look at the like. Like, what is this ship supposed to look like, right? Like, how, how does anything interact with yeah. anything else on the ship? Like, uh, yeah, I, it's forget so, it. I mean, it's very
1: abstract. I, 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 can't,
0: mean, I can't do it, dude. I can't. This is all bad. You remember in Super Blood Harvest where on the actual <laughs> yeah. ship they're in uh-huh. these kind of like pools of blood and it's not clear. Yes. Can they climb out of those pools of blood? And jump right. into the lower, like, it's the same platforms of blood once more. That through, I just, it's not how my brain works. I can't, yeah. I'm not, you, you know, I, this is how, there are two kinds of people. There are people. <laughs> Who can look at a piece of furniture and imagine it in their house? And there are people uh-huh. who need an app to project the furniture <laughs> all, all, into the room. Right. I am yeah. the second person, and even <laughs> that doesn't really work for me. So, you know, right. I, can, I I don't know. I can guess weight really well. I suck yeah. at guessing height and length and width. I just um, anyhow, yeah, yeah. So so if you like to play RPGs as video games collaboratively, cool. You'd have a yeah. great time.
1: Yeah, and I wish. Um, along with that idea too, um, I think the, the pages that are strongest are the ones that are very direct challenges, you know, like, um, there's monsters, there's a pit, there's a weird terrain. Like there's one that's just like a gate, the blood gate chapter or, uh, on page 25 on the PDF, um, where you're probably on a boat because you're going down a blood river and there's just this big gate. And you have to get across. So how do you get across? Well, you can climb up these sticky mangroves to release a switch. Like, this to me seems like a very, it's so simple. It's like, how do you get through this closed gate? But there's little details about this that I think makes it interesting to interact with. And I think these are kind of the strongest rooms just to just to work with your group to be like, how are we going to do this? Like, making a plan, accomplishing a simple objective. Um, That to me is much st- stronger than, like, like, the page opposite, the Replicate Camp, where it's kind of like a... Uh, a a community of replicants and we've got some encounter ideas but i wish it had more about like what do these guys think about our characters what are they doing amongst themselves like it's just not enough information conveyed for me to run this without consulting like an oracle or without having a gm to you know to to to, to be a gm like make up a narrative here and and direct players so, yeah, stuff like that I wish was a little more defined to really lock me into that, like, open book style community GM-less play. But um, I don't know. I, I disagree. I do think the encounters are really strong. I think there's some cool stuff here. There's, like, a dragon you can summon in the first yeah, level. There's, it's
0: all so – it lacks cool. any um, connection to reality for me. I don't care yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, oh, a replicant can't camp. Like, okay, uh-huh. replicants – they're little goblins, and they live on an island.
1: But I love how they're know. drawn too. They're always yeah, like stacked they look,
0: up on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, they look <laughs> like uh, what do you? They look like what do you? Ugh, I don't know, like little like
1: things. Playmobil yeah, guys, or exactly something.
0: <laughs> like little children's toys. Yeah, uh, you know what I think would work. Yeah, if you if you turned every page into a beautifully printed tile that's like you know half a page uh-huh. long. And then yeah, and just actually connect and then them in you, a giant, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> then you have some idea of what's going on, and yeah. then took a picture of it that would do it, and I would understand. Yeah. And then you get your your,
1: your your you know your hundred mile view of this. Yeah, right?
0: I don't know. I think this it's is it's really weird. Cool. I, there should be <laughs> a overview map. Period. I'm sorry, it's to, weird. You need to challenge what you think you know. I about don't, OPGs, n- man. Care? I don't need. I <laughs> yeah. I. The challenge is liking stuff that I don't like, which I just I struggle. Look, I like Dirk's work. I just yeah. found this to be the hardest to yeah. really understand. I like Super Blood Harvest. I know I came down pretty Super hard Blood on Harvest it, but I, it's yeah. it's got some cool stuff, man. All and the these are. Yeah. Two of the best looking books on my shelf, frankly, Super Blood yeah. Harvest and Blood Shaper 2. So is Silent Titans. You know how yeah. difficult Silent Titans is to play? And I got <laughs> all real, the stuff. I got all the extras. And it's yeah. just like, what is this? Is this a map? What? <laughs> like, you know, I. Yeah. It, it's got a great interview in the in the uh, back of it with uh, Chris McDowell, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, have, yeah. I, have, I, have, I should take a look. This
1: yeah, no, I think this is cool. I think yeah. if you're op- open to like non traditional RPG experiences, if you're not like like sam said last time he was on uh he said three uh, is for the real dungeon heads <laughs> this one is not for the real dungeon heads right. i think but i'm this not for... a,
0: dude i'm not a dungeon uh-huh. head as you know i just like I to understand what the hell it is yeah. i'm looking at
1: yeah i c- care yeah.
0: about that sort of thing uh, no, again I think, I think
1: next time everyone in my group cancels except you know dan and you know maybe Derek. <laughs> shout outs to dan and Derek. This is the one I'm going to open because uh, we're going to run through this together. And I think it's going to be freaking fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be a blast.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. anyways, um, I don't <laughs> think we need a deep dive on this because it doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like Gonzo <laughs> vampire yeah. spaceship stuff,
1: you know. Yeah. Uh, there's no, dragons, there's replicants, there's clones, there's a million ways to kill yourself and
0: possibly everything else also. You can blow up the whole there, shit. There is literally a section called Floating Platforms. And uh-huh. if any section should have had an overview map, it should be that one. <laughs> and what do you get? You get the words floating platforms in the shape of platforms, but they're not – maybe there's some key I'm missing. But I really... I
1: think that's like a section header. That's just introduced. That's not a real uh, oh, page. I,
0: oh, I know. I know. I'm <laughs> saying this a... would have been the opportunity, like uh-huh. stick it in. I just – yeah. Anyhow, yeah. well, that's the Bloodship Returns. Yeah, it, I'm ready, Dirk. Bloodship,
1: uh, Bloodship 5. I, let's do it. Listen, man. I'm there. I'm, I'm with listen, you, dude.
0: Keep going. I, yeah. at least I am impressed with what he did with the, with the system itself. Putting it yeah. out there. I really yeah, didn't man. like the old version of it. I think the new version is great. He should release it as yeah. like a, with it. He should give it, it's first off, he needs to give it a name. Cause it's Dirk not even, rules called, no, yeah, it's not even called Dirk Rules in this. Yeah. It's called uh, Just Rules, How to Play, yeah. Basic Rules. It's got to, like, give this thing a name. It's a video uh-huh. game approach to RPGs. Yeah. It, it will not be compatible with Into the Odd. It just won't. The way the stats and HP work is not yeah, compatible. cares? No, no, know? no. I, I'm not... I, no one is caring. But I'm Karen saying... Karen Schmarin, buddy, you know? Uh, no, I just... I feel like I'm not... Hey, I'm sorry I said... Hey, Yochai, I'm what? sorry I said Karen Schmarin, okay? I, oh, I didn't even hear that you said Karen. I heard care. Okay. Well, I'm glad we can uh, get okay. get past this. Oh, that was a stupid joke. Okay. Well, anyways, that's gonna do it. Um, Thank you to Bobby McKelva for making our music, and um, Thank you, Bobby. Feel better, Bobby. Yep, feel better. And you can reach us at cares at gmail.com. Send us your mailbag questions, if you please. You can also find us on the Karen Discord. Uh, links are on the KarenRPG.com website. Uh, the Channel has become something of a a dark place. <laughs> it's it's it oh, it's is, fun. Everyone's it is, having fun chatting. It is it's, it, it is fun. Fine. It it keeps it does not get dour, but it does descend into chaos. Um, I've had to shunt a few food related. I think that food thread is still keep going. talking about tacos. I'm like, I, know, God, I know, I know. It gets a little out. That's of That's fine. Who cares? Mm. Nothing matters. Mm. Who cares? Do whatever you, you want. Keep saying tacos. That. You just keep saying that. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, my my for many years. Uh, my son didn't sleep, and only until very recently started sleeping through the night, and my wife and I, when when there would be an upturn and he would suddenly sleep, she would say, wow, he's sleeping through the night, maybe things are getting better. And you know what I would tell her? What? Nothing means anything. (laughs) I I mean, seriously. And then she would nod (laughs) her head knowingly, because he could always, at any point, revert. Uh And we still, we've got a month and a half now of good sleep. And, and after four years of this, and um, she, still, like when I say to her, like, oh, I think it's going good, she looks at me and goes, nothing means anything. <laughs> it's,
1: so like the idea about yeah. you just like whispering this and we then do. Just turning around and we shutting do. off the light. And that's we do.
0: I am not kidding. That exact <laughs> situation has happened. Not even a joke. Not even a joke. Wonderful. T- oh, wonderful. To t- children. <laughs> um, yeah. To parenthood anyhow yeah um, well those yeah. kids
1: they say the darndest things don't they and that's the new podcast that we have now kids say the darndest things and if you'd like to subscribe uh for more kid content we know everyone loves to hear it we got cute cute stuff kids say maybe some, uh, some cute baby pictures some stuff stuff like that maybe it should be a video series Ooh, like and subscribe hit the bell as well and uh thank you for listening and we'll uh, hopefully sound a little better next week. Thanks to inhalers. Thank you to uh, 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 uh,
0: healthy lungs. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, no, nothing helped me. So I didn't, I mean, I don't have asthma, but um, nothing, nothing, you know, medicine. It's incredible to me how yeah. much we know and how much we don't.
1: Do- Doctors have no idea what's going on about anything, they don't know.
0: They don't know anything. Yes, that's true. On the other hand, let me tell you something. Yeah. One of, my na- one of my neighbors, okay? Yeah. He has. He was diagnosed with liver cancer. And this it's guy okay. is as hale as you can be. He's in his mid, no, late 60s, better okay. shape than I am currently. Just a really yeah. impressive guy. Liver cancer, yeah. early stages. You know what he's going to do? His what? son is going to cut his liver in half and give it to him. And then wow. here's, here's the trick both yeah, livers how about that? will regrow pretty pretty dope the liver can yeah. regrow to its full capacity why can it do that and we know yeah. this at some point we figured this out and now we can do it and yet when i am sick i there is not any medicine that stops me from yeah. being sick that's, i that's is... dope prometheus there man i just, just on that liver you no know, oh dope. he because his livers get his liver gets torn out yeah, from, the birds
1: keep eating it. They right. keep eating
0: it, right? But that's not what people associate with him. Was that?
1: That's his main thing, I think, is his no, strong it's liver. A,
0: he <laughs> gave fire to man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Anyway, um, all right. What I think that's the end of the show. I'm gonna weird, go. Uh,
0: weird reference.
1: Yeah. think of Prometheus when you think damaged liver. No,
0: I mean they eat his liver and then it grows back the next day. But that's like a punishment. It wasn't an ability. Prometheus.
1: That's a a parable about having a strong, healthy liver.
0: No, it. It was that. It was that giving fire to man made man. Yeah, the whole idea is that. So Prometheus. He was this um god. I know. Right? I'm being. Oh.
1: A, I'm being a dick. I'm just oh. trying to, know to, to be okay. confrontational. I know about Prometheus.
0: Oh well, all, all I know about him is that he gave fire to man and then was punished yeah. and had to have his liver torn out forever in that terrible. Yeah. way. breaking cavafab over here.
1: All right, I'm gonna go. It's lunchtime. Goodbye. Uh, have uh, snoo- smoochy boochies, y'all. Bye bye. Okay, I don't
0: like this ending. Okay, bye.